everybody. On the alert. Here goes. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. Hello there. Good afternoon and uh, happy hump day from the Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Got a fun show lined up for you today. Got some stuff to give away. And uh, we have a we have a book author on today, and it's been a while since we've had one of those on. I know. Before the fair. That's right. And this book is going to definitely, it's called The Noise Downstairs, definitely going to be in mm. our top 10 of the year. I know. I'm two-thirds through, and it's just... Scary? Mind-bleepery. Yes, it is. It's it's not it's, that it's so it's scary. It's a page-turner. It's, it's, it's a, a page-turner Psychological you, yes, suspenseful thriller. thriller like we like, but it's just so good. So anyway, Julia. Yes, Jared. Bruno Mars. This I is the headline in the Star Tribune. Bruno Mars tops last year's triumphant two-night uh, stand. So it, you know what? It was awesome. I um, went to Bruno Mars last night at the Excel, and he is performing there tonight, tonight too. Yep. If you're trying to get tickets, you could maybe go get him out on the street or something. But it, um, he loves performing here. So this is still the same tour that yes. has been on for a very long time. Since 2016's 24K. Yeah. That album. And so I've seen him three times now. You and yeah. I saw him. Then I went with another friend yep. to the last time. And then this time, I would agree. He felt like he had so much energy last night. And I'm telling you, was so much fun. Was he it was, pretty sold out? Yeah, it was full, packed. Full, full, yeah. And it was everyone's dancing and moving around. It was a really fun night. Um, but he, after his tour, he's just coming back to 13 arenas in North America before he finishes up. Aren't we lucky? He apparently, I was talking to the people at Excel, and he loves performing there. He loves the Twin Cities. Yeah. Well, he sells out people, yeah. and people, uh, as Paul McCartney um, uh, was quoted in his GQ interview, among many in- interesting things, he took a break from the uh, interview to talk to uh, his manager about how tour dates were selling, and he just said, sold out may be the two most perfect words an artist will ever hear. Mm. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, you know what? It when makes, you, right, it makes perfect sense. Go somewhere where people love you. Um, and uh, you, were you like doing, getting ready at home so you missed Charlie Wilson? Because John I Green did. said he was great. I did. He said he was absolutely great. Not He said a high standard for an opener. He had four dancers, two backup singers, five musicians, changed three times, and just classy choreography and of course he was yep. from the gap band right mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. i heard a little bit i just heard a little bit at the end at the and end. then in the changeover but um bruno mars he can sing he can dance, dance he can play instruments Here's how bream described him he can sing like a bird dance like michael jackson play guitar like a carlos santana wannabe lead a tight Dance happy band and entertain with pizzazz, charisma, and finesse like no one else of his generation. It's unbelievable. It was kind of funny. I was sitting next to Lee Valswick. Uh huh. And, oh, and every time he would look our way, she would wave. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Oh, he can see you. He can see you. I mean, it was really funny. Um, one of the things I was so grateful for was that I had my rock star earplugs, Lori. Oh. They went in immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Because it was so loud. It was the so loud. And, the, and how did you love? I you heard it. I'm telling it's you, so good. it's heaven. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, she's like, do you have any earplugs? And I found an old pair of like 3M earplugs in yeah. a drawer. And she's like, thank God. Yeah. Because, you know, and she goes, I'm getting those for my husband for his birthday or something. Is he a big know? music fan? Yeah. yeah. Loves live music. But just those were a, a game changer last night. Yeah. I guess he did. Um, 
uh, Let's Go Crazy mm-hmm. that led into the closing song, Uptown Funk, mm-hmm. which he has admitted is an homage to Prince in the time. And we first heard Uptown Funk. We thought. We said, we're like, that's the best song Prince never wrote. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that one-two punch delighted the nearly 17,000 fans because you didn't stay for the end. I didn't stay for the people, very end. A couple of people tweeted me and I just wrote back three guesses. <laughs> if I stayed to the end? Yeah, yeah. I had, yeah. you know, I had fun. I stayed for a lot of it, but I was tired <laughs> yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. And I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Well, in other music news. That Let made, me just tell you one yeah, more thing about okay. him that's so much fun that he does that reminds us of some more of the bands. They do a lot of formation stuff. Yes. Like that Four is, Tops, Temptations. Yes. yes. Yeah, the Osmond Five, the Jackson Five. Yes. You know, it's really fun to watch him perform because there's always something else going on. Well, you know he's going to wrap up his last 13th date at what arena? Honolulu. That's right. Yeah, where he's from. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was... He, he, and that's not a true story that the Mirror reported that he's going to play Prince in a Netflix movie. Right. Netflix no, says true. they don't have any Prince movie in development. Too soon. And Bruno Mars said no. No. But he would be a perfect... Perfect pick. person. I agree. Yes. Uh, the other just music news that was reported in the Star Tribune today, Chris Riemann Schneider wrote that First Avenue... Just added another music venue under their umbrella because you know they have the palace, the palace, Seventh Street Entry, yep. the Turf Club, the Depot Tavern. Now they have the Fine Line Music Cafe. Oh, they do. Yeah. All right, good so for them. So they said it fits in between. It's eight hundred person, so it'll kind of compete with like. Uh, it's bigger the, than the, the turf. The, the Varsity Theater. Oh, okay, is what it is because it's eight hundred. Okay, and turf is like three fifty. Right. So anyway, so that's kind of that's yep. good music news. And then this is making, this is going viral. It's all, it's like at 1.8 million views. Yesterday, a random act of nature unfolded. On 9-11? Yes. With the most regal of American symbols, a bald eagle perched atop a fire truck during a uh, September 11 uh, ceremony. It was on the Main Street overpass on Highway 10 in Coon Rapids, where firefighters from different departments were paying their annual tribute to those who died, you know, seventeen years ago, yesterday. That's unusual. Wow. And he and the, he they posted a video. Look what landed on top of the aerial on nine eleven. It was a bald eagle. It just landed, and it was there for about forty five seconds. And he said, "We couldn't have asked for anything more patriotic." So it's getting clicked all over the world. That's the pretty. Eagle. Yeah, that's cool. really cool. I know because that? that's unusual for them to land on something that isn't a tree. Exactly, and they looking down, yeah. it's just like that. What a hopeful sign! Uh, at my soccer game about three weeks ago, yeah, there was one on the light stanchion at Holy Angels, up on the light stanchion, yeah. looked like maybe the younger one, and yeah. then on the top of the cross of the church, oh my was gosh, the mom. Cool. wow, yeah, it was that's pretty cool. To see. That is very cool. Uh-huh. Right, we want to. We're going to break right now, Julia, okay. because of course the project Down and Dirty comedy tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. and apparently online yeah apparently there there's been a lot of talk about it and this morning I'm driving to the gym to go to my kickboxing and I hear Jason and Alexis and Dawn Jason notice I'm saying all three of your names <laughs> anyway we are going to play that audio uh, nothing is sacred or secret no, around here really? what we're discovering we'll be right back Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. That song, Delicate by Taylor Swift, has kind of grown on me. 
Kind of has, hasn't it? Yeah. Maybe just getting more radio airplay. Because it plays every minute? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Project Down and Dirty Comedy Club yesterday. Uh, we talked about this. If the tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow morning, keyword comedy. I predict it's going to be sold out like within a day or two. Tickets are $35 or there's a VIP package for 75 75 75 which gets you, you know, of course, the VIP treatment. But... Mm-hmm. Of course, we've uh, submitted Julia's name uh, as to be, to you know, to, I hope they take you. I don't know if they will. <laughs> I think they may want Donnie instead. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Jason in the morning show, they always have something to say, yeah. apparently, about us. I'm mm-hmm. glad that we can give them delightful fodder. Mm-hmm. Co- show content. Show as content. You're welcome, guys. I know you weren't up this morning, but... I was laughing my head off listening to these guys. So let's roll it. Okay. My my observation is this. I don't think they know our names. I have never noticed this until Colin pointed it out to me in the uh, in the car when we were listening to their this the playback. They never ever ever refer to us by our names. They always oh. refer to us as the morning show. Uh-oh. Okay. The morning show this, the morning show that, the morning show this. Yeah. I'm like, we have names. <laughs> Who knew they were? Huey and Dewey, we have <laughs> names. Huey and Dewey. And even Donnie started doing it. I'm and I'm like, Donnie, don't do that. We have names. Yes. I am Jason. That is Alexis. Right over there, there's Dawn. Say hi, Dawn. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey. Hello, buddy. <laughs> okay, so let me start this clip. Here they are uh, talking about B. Arthur and, uh, and, and the like. And you're going to notice, again, never once do they dare mention our name. It's just the morning show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Woo! So, Julia, this morning I heard the morning show talking about... <laughs> they're having quite a bit of fun talking about Project Down and Dirty. Okay. Oh, well, good. Um, the just go on sale tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Nine, the no. tickets go on sale. And- no. And by the way, right there, I'm stopping. We said tomorrow. Julia's wrong. <laughs> the, the, the tickets don't go on sale tomorrow, which is today. They go on sale. <laughs> Thursday. And the other thing, and that oh. people were being, and then then they got off on this whole big thing about how B Arthur yes sent out an email with like caps and then in red, and it was like really like <laughs> high alert. You know how yeah. she she does. I've got those. the alert up on my phone. Anyway, and I. I'm like, oh, I went. I, I'm well. I'm not going to read that. You know, first of all, because she probably sent it when I was gone. So if it happened when I was gone, I, I don't need to read it. Someone will tell me. <laughs> yes, yes. Basically yeah. true. And but they were really making fun <laughs> of all these Capital. bells and whistles that oh, she yeah. had to try and get people's attention. Mm-hmm. And then she comes by today, and I said, "Hey, you know, be out there. You got some publicity on uh, the morning show today. They were talking the morning about show. Your, uh, um, your crazy email yeah. about Project Down and Dirty all with all caps. your dire warnings and <laughs> and urgency messages." And I, and I said, "I I didn't see that one." And she just looked at me, right. and oh then you God. turn around, and you're like, what "Yeah, you- I didn't. What email?" <laughs> she said, "I did that email for you two. And I said, "Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> I mean, why?" And right. She just walked away. Oh, she shook her head and walked away. Because first of all, 
you don't read the emails. Yeah. And I, I don't <laughs> like reading her emails when it's caps. all in caps <laughs> and there's exclamation. It's I just think, yeah. what is the point? <laughs> what is the point? I mean, where is the point? There is a point because we need to let listeners know that the tickets go on sale to Thursday oh, morning at 9 a.m. with keyword comedy. Okay, I just got back from Paris yesterday afternoon. What is that? Even I know this now. So why wouldn't everybody know it? I've heard a million promotions. Because we haven't talked about it on our show yet. We did talk about it yesterday. Well, do people listen at the exact time every day? You got to bring it up four times an hour for the email. Four times an hour. I'm telling you that right now. No, no. She's coming in. It's going to be so. I mean, the Mystic doesn't have that many seats. Everybody needs to relax. I'm just going to tell you something. Have faith. Have faith, <laughs> manager. <laughs> Did they see what happened to us out at, at the fair? Everybody is delighted to come and see my talk at the fair, and everyone is delighded to see people. It's more than three thousand people. people. $35 general admission. Oh, God. Okay, there's why so even mu- bother? Why? There's so much to unpack, and we have to take a break and, like, I'm. All right. Jeez. So they do on. that at five. It's five to six. Now I got to go into my class so I can't hear the rest of their unpacking. Okay. So here, yeah. And I, I did e- I did direct message Jason. I said, the only reason we refer to you as morning show, it's too much work to say Jason, Alexis, and Don. <laughs> it is. And I don't want to just say Jason's show. Right. Same. So I just no, say the good. morning show. I right. give them a, to me, it's a promotion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, Lori. Big right. time. Let's play the rest of these guys unpacking. Okay, here we go. About an hour after the clip we just played, they returned to the topic of Project Down and Dirty. Because today, as you're getting ready to hear, now I'm I'm a little bit with Lori and Julie on this one. B. Arthur, again, another Daniel's dump. That's what we call when the boss sends you 40,000. They do, they do nothing all day long. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> and then at about 4.30 before uh, Mr. Slate pulls the tail on the bird and calls it a day, uh, she decides to send 40 emails so yesterday she sends this email and, she, and two things. She goes, well, two deadlines. First, 
Y'all better decide immediately how many tickets you want for Project Don oh, and Oh, yeah. We got to get back to her about that. <clears throat> we have to. We have to, We have like an hour to decide. And number two. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two, my talkers. Number two, she goes, oh, I need to know by tomorrow who's who out of your show is doing the stand up comedy routine. So I was like, wow. No, no, uh, no advance notice there, there, Fruit Bat. <laughs> anyway, Fruit so here we go. Here's oh Lori God. and Julia talking about Uh-oh. Project Down and Dirty. And Lori has a great idea for their team <laughs> that I think Le- Alexis will endorse. Listen to this. Okay. 9 a.m. Thursday. Fantastic. Fantastic. Did you go in and talk to B. Arthur about the well, fact that... So, Tomorrow is the deadline. Like, why would they need? Are they going to like do something special for the person who's doing this? T- so why we would got they- Well, wait. Let's okay. just tell people what you're yeah, going okay. off on. So we got an email today from B. Arthur saying that. Um, <laughs> By the end of day tomorrow, 5 p.m. Wednesday, which will be busy doing this television show or whatever we do, this radio program, <laughs> we need to decide. FYI, Julia, if you don't know, we all do a show, but go ahead. What one person from our show will be doing the stand-up. Oh. And only one person, once it's locked in, it will be locked in. If you don't get an email, if she doesn't get an email from her sh- our show, she's she'll so decide. Well, she's so I know, but so I mean, so I, 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 we were going to plan a comedy coup d'etat, and it was uh, with the cooperation, at least Jason and I were planning a coup d'etat, where, where it was going to be a roast. I love doing And we roast. were all going to roast each other. I think it's fair. Now, I will. Okay. Now, let me talk about that real quick. Uh-huh. Lori is not wrong there. Lori and I had a great uh, hallway conversation, I call it. It's one of those in-transit conversations. And that's often what I have with Lori and Julia when I come into the building to do stuff. And I was with Lori. I agree with Lori. I actually thought... If we didn't do stand up like individually, yeah, I thought it would be hysterical to do a Comedy Central esque roast of all of us. Oh, I, I agree. Think, I wonder if this I, was the same day she pulled me aside too. We had a hallway <laughs> conversation as well. I, I think the audience would love it. So Lori is accurate on that one. Fantastic. Okay. Instead of like do like doing this this, this you know, I always want to take over and really? make it better. Oh, and make it better. <laughs> and make it easier. No, but make it better. I think people would love seeing everybody roasting each other and giving each other brutal hell. It would be hysterical. Comedy Central roast like that. It'd be hysterical. Try and make people cry. Go for the jugular. Go all in. Go all in. But this way, you know, it's just going to, yeah, I guess they have a very strictly modulated plan for us. <laughs> well, I said we want to know if we can do it together. If Lori and I can yeah. do it together and she said she said it's one it's stand up comedy that means one and I said what if okay. we kneel? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that is, good. Oh, yeah. That is quite clever. That is I said that to like her. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, wait a second. Sorry about that, Holly. I can't there we go. Down. It's going viral.
This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. web. Trending online this afternoon would be the Apple event. Lots of new things happening, including the Apple Watch. Well, we already have the Apple Watch, but they're taking a giant leap forward in health and heart monitoring. When you get the new Apple Watch, also the new iPhone ten. S or 10S, 10S. yes. Okay, what does it cost? $10,000? No, actually, the big one, the Max, uh, it's the biggest iPhone yet. It's going to cost around uh, $1,100. So, and shipping starts uh, later this month. Hey, look, Donnie, a lot of people just have their phones. So, if you're not having a computer and you have a nice phone, that's about it. Okay, continue. Donnie, I put your semaphore flags in the back of the room, okay? Oh, I thought you were going to get me an iPhone. No, unfortunately not. Uh, Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. We are late to this author's book party. Yes, uh, we But are. we are in love with his latest book. Linwood Barkley is joining us. His novel, A Noise Downstairs. Linwood, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you oh. really have a fantastic name. It's just <laughs> You've probably heard that forever, but what a great name, Linwood Barclay. Barclay. Yeah, I like this. I wish I, I wish I would, there were a close connection to the bank, but sadly. Well, no. I know. Sadly, there is not. Okay, so um, Give the- we, we get your book. We had read about it, and then A.J. Finn, the guy who wrote The Woman in the Window, who was on our show a few months ago is your book blurb and i'm just like wow okay we do want to read this book we read it we love it give people who are uh, listening right now the setup of a noise downstairs because it's definitely going to be in our top 10 books of the year great well very quickly it's about a college professor a fellow who discovers his colleague disposing of a couple of bodies and he nearly loses his life in that in that in that moment, but eight months later, his uh, colleagues in jail, and he's suffering from uh, sort of post traumatic post traumatic stress from this event. And he thinks maybe if he wrote about it, it would be a way of kind of coming to terms with it. And his wife buys for him as to inspire him one of those beautiful old manual Underwood typewriters that weigh about the same as a Volkswagen, mm-hmm. and um, not necessarily to write on, but to inspire him. And, and but. It turns out to be not such a great idea because very soon after he gets it, he starts hearing the sound of sort of the piping noises in the middle of the night. And he thinks he must be dreaming it or he's having a nightmare or whatever. And he thinks, well, the simplest way to prove that that's the case is to roll a sheet of paper in it one night before he goes to bed. And when there's nothing on the paper in the morning, that'll show it was just a dream, except that's not quite how it works out. Oh, my goodness. And and Julia's two-thirds of the way. And I'm going crazy. Finish the book, and, and, and it is just such a good psychological thriller. And, you know, the thing, Linwood, that I guess really... If if you think about like what grabs you in, because Julie and I really we really do like psychological mm-hmm. thrillers. It's one of our favorite kind of novels. But your characters, your people, right away are are, are so alive. I guess yeah, to us. their characters, their personality, and damage. Yeah, and just... you're really good at that. Yeah, yeah thank you. You know, you try to about you try to write about you know, sort of real people, and so that when you'll read it, you'll not only recognize perhaps yourself and some of these characters, but 
the situations as 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 sort of outlandish as that setup I gave you. I mean, these people are living in, in a very real world, you know, and they're mm-hmm. they're the kind of people that you and I know. They're teachers, or they're you know, they're they're high school teachers, or they're gardeners, or whatever they are. They're just regular people. Right. And I like to write about when extraordinary things happen to ordinary people who just aren't equipped to deal with what's happening. And the therapist and going on the things with her dad. I mean, it is, I'm going crazy because Lori goes, oh my gosh, the end. Yeah, you won't believe the end. And so I'm just, I don't even know to trust what I'm reading if it's happening. Yeah. That's kind of, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, Well, what that's the what keeps the pages turning. Right. So, well, you know, I try to, I mean, I try to do a lot of twists in every book that I've done. But I think I've got more twists in the last third of this book than I have in the last three books together. Really? How many books have you written, Linwood? Because we a are late to your book party. Well, there you go. So I think this is number, I think it's about 18, this one. Wow. It's about the 18th novel. But you've written some children's no- novels, haven't you? Or? I did two I did two sort of thrillers for young kids. That was a little bit of an offshoot that I did in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's the there's the annual sort of thriller for for slightly older readers. But, yeah. uh, although I found a lot of the older readers were reading my ones for kids and liked them, so I, I let them get away with that. Yeah, so, I, 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 I like that. that. So we're talking to you. You live in Canada? Yep. Ontario or something like that? Not um, too far from Toronto, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So one of the things I was that is so gripping and real is when... Um, Paul goes out and talks to the book. If you're just joining us, it's A Noise Downstairs by Linwood Barclay. And... Um, when Paul goes and talks to one of the victim's husbands and what he says, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anyone be that blunt about someone in a marriage who was murdered. I mean, mm-hmm. I just could, I've never read that. Yeah. Like, thank God or whatever, you know, <laughs> my luck that she's dead or something. I mean, I just have never read that. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you get into you. It's a lot of fun to get inside the heads of people when you're writing, you know, and, and sometimes you sometimes after you come out, you just think maybe I need a shower, but uh, but it's fun to jump from sort of head to head when you're writing a thriller because everybody in the book's got their own secrets and you're the only one who knows all of them. And when you're in your process, you know, do you know, like, did you know where you were going or does it kind of, do you go back and rewrite like some people or how, what is your process? Well, every book I've done has needed a lot of rewriting, but um, I had that book pretty much figured out what was going on before I wrote the first word. There were a lot of things that I kind of, you know, worked on and fixed more in the first part of the book, but but I need to know. You know, a lot of people just sort of fly by the seat of their pants when they start a novel. I I kind of need to know the big picture and where I'm going to end up. Mm-hmm. But it's that what I call the big mushy middle. I kind of work on that. That kind of just happens as I go. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're. I mean, this this story since I haven't read any of your other books, which I'm going to change, and I think I'll start with Never no, Saw It Coming or, or No the Time final for goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, No, yeah, time, no for goodbye. time for Goodbye was a huge hit for me a few years ago. Okay. That's probably a good place to start. Okay, No Time for Goodbye. That would be where we start. But you're, you, this book reminds me of something that Stephen King would have written. Well, it's interesting. It's, there's a, there are elements to it, but, you know, like I don't write, I haven't traditionally written what I would call paranormal novels. Right, but he um, also does outside, like he does He does every once in a while like a regular well, suspense thriller. Well, 1963 was the time travel book. And I'm a huge fan, and he's, mm-hmm. loved, thankfully, is a huge fan of mine. Which he is, is okay, great. good. And uh, there's a, then he's and he's a writer I admire tremendously, and maybe a little bit of that kind of anxiety and tension That's has it. creeped into this one. That's what it is because it because isn't there the is anxiety. Yes. it is creepy and psychological, and you're like, who's 
percent what's really going on here well i just want you if you've got one of those really old typewriters in your house yes I want you to look at it now in a different way. No, that's not fair. Um, (laughs) Okay, and I don't mean this to sound pretentious at all, but I just got back from Paris, and my husband had never gone into Shakespeare and Company, the old bookstore that's in Paris. And there was, so we're we're just walking around, because I'm like, you got to go and see it at least once. And um, this girl, she might have been eight years old, and they have a little, you know, they have all these little cubbies. There was a typewriter, an old manual typewriter. And she was pinging away, fascinated, mm-hmm. couldn't figure what. And her parents were, it's a typewriter. Of course, mm-hmm. she had no idea what it was. And I could just tell she was just having ideas about this machine. Yeah, what is this thing? Well, you know, in, in the book, the, our, our hero, our main character's son, when he yep. sees this old typewriter, he's like, well, what is it? And, well, you write on it. Well, where's the printer? Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of its own printer. Where's and, the screen? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, really, for a lot of writers, we'd be, we'd be much better off if we went back to those because then we wouldn't be distracted every five minutes to look at a cat video while we're writing. Yeah. I thought of that. I was going to ask you that, Limwood Barclay, whose book is A Noise Downstairs, <laughs> who's, uh, which is a great psychological thriller. When you get rid of all of the other distractions, because you've got an email, you've got a this, you've got a this pops up on your screen when you're working, and you could just focus on a typewriter, would you ever try to do a book that way, or would it just, just be too damn long? I just think, I mean, I, 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 I think the, the better answer would be to just find a way, just disconnect your com- your computer from the internet while you're writing a book. I mean, I love... The, the word programs and the being able to sure. write and do the corrections. Like, I love that. I mean, I, the last 10 books I've written, I haven't even printed them out. I just write them as one file and send them off. And that part's great. Right. And you save a lot in postage, too. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that the smarter thing and what I really should do is I should just disconnect it from the rest of the world while I'm working because it is a huge distraction. Yeah, that would be that's a good idea. And when you learn how to do that, why don't you tell us how to do yeah. it? Yeah. I, I want I want John Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt to option this and oh, bring it to the idea. big screen. That would be a wonderful <laughs> idea. They'd be perfect. That'd wouldn't be they be perfect? Yep. Well, we were reading that your book, Trust Your Eyes, um, you made the cover of Variety magazine because a bidding war broke out between Universal Studios and Warner Brothers. And then I went to see if that movie's in development. Well, you know, that's, you know what happens with books is things get options and then they don't get made. And Trust Your Eyes was, was in fact, was a f- subject of a bidding war a few years ago and they had a director assigned and then that died. And then oh. it was in development again for a TV series in England and then that died. And and. You know, one thing we got done was we, we last uh, last year we made a movie up in Canada called Never Saw It Coming, based on that book of mine, and I wrote the screenplay. Oh. And a very low, a very small budget movie. We got it made last year with Eric Roberts is in it and Emily Hampshire, who people may know. Yeah. For, uh, and and we got it made, and we had a sh- we've had it's done a couple of the festivals. We had a showing in Toronto, and we just we just want to get it on the Netflix or or one sure. of, you know, one of those services somehow. But we got something made, and the accident. A book I did a few years ago was made into a six-part series in France, and I'm currently working on developing. I wrote a few uh, books over the last few years that I call the Promise Falls trilogy, 
um, Broken Promise, Far From True, and The 23. And that's in development with E1 at the moment for a series. But oh, sweet. We'll see what happens. We'll see. What, I just, I mean, I'm really putting that thought out there to John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I, they were well, together if they're in listening, A Quiet Place. right on this. I, I want them to do a noise okay. downstairs. We're casting them. We get to Linwood if this happens, mm. though. We get to go to the premiere. Okay. Absolutely. And on, on the on the publicitor's dime. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Linwood, thank you so much. Nice to we, meet you. We're gonna read your other books and we'll keep an eye on for whatever whenever next year when your next book comes out. Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Next year, uh, what I've written for next year, you'll never get on an elevator again. Oh my oh, gosh. All right. A noise downstairs. Linwood, it's been a delight. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with Blake Lively and Matthew McConaughey. And we've got some copies of the book to give away. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Nine a.m. Okay, so um, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Did you notice he's been around this week on the late night? He was yep. on um, the Today Show today. He was on Today yep. Show. He was on with Fallon last night, and I do enjoy a little Matthew McConaughey interview. And he is promoting a movie called White Boy Rick. Yeah. Right. That has about an 80, 58 percent. It, it, it opens tomatoes. on Friday. Yep. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if he's producing the movie, but I thought of all the interviews because he and Savannah just was just like so crushing on him today. Oh, she could time. hardly mm-hmm. uh, be focused. But he did tell last night on Fallon kind of a cute, funny story because yeah, I guess he loves Airstreams. Oh, well, that's how he and his wife kind Travel. of first met. met. And mm-hmm. he has like five of He's them. He's a camper. He's a camper. He loves to mm-hmm. go. And you know what? I could see that being famous. What a better anonymous thing to do than pull oh. your own lodgings and go to your own beaches and campsites. Amazing. And, I, I and there's the, amazing campsites around the U.S. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't believe in Normandy when we were at Omaha Beach, all the people in campers. Oh, Europeans, yeah. you know, they love, they love to, to get in their RVs. Yeah, they and call they, them caravans. Caravans. and they That's why that Volkswagen was called that, right, yeah, Danny? Probably. probably. Yeah. And when you go, like, to California or anywhere along, you'll see, you'll hear all, you'll, all, a lot of European people, and it's called RV America. My sister, you know, went to one of, the, one of those yeah, and went so, to Utah. Com- you know, fun vacation, and I get it, you know, like why he would be such a fan of it. Because right. they could be anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, yep, they could exactly. just be like regular people. So here he is talking about uh, a recent Airstream vacation. Last night, the Oscar winner sat down with Jimmy Fallon <laughs> to talk about his new movie, White Boy Rick, and he recapped how he spent his summer. McConaughey saying that the entire family, including his mother, went to Greece for three weeks. The family was having such a good time, they decided to try and stretch that trip out by another week. But McConaughey's mother was not on board. Have a look. Mom, we got an idea. Everyone says we, we, we'd like to stay another week in paradise. She's like, well, no. No, I don't think that's a good idea. My mind was prepared that we leave today, and I'm ready to go. We're like, Mom, we're, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Mom. Everyone, we got another week. Yeah. Yeah, we thought you'd say thank you. She saw all of a sudden, she's like, I have to get back to my Pilates class on Tuesday. <laughs> and I need to go to my salon to get my nails done. And just as I'm saying this, my wife very smartly goes, hey, K-Mac, which is what 
they call her. You know what? I know a great nail salon in town here. Let's go get her nails done, and we'll do Pilates on the beach later on. And all of a sudden, my mom's like, I'll unpack right now. I'd love to stay another week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, he's got such, he sounds like he's got a very Texan draw going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were camping in Greece or not, but that's the the Airstream conversation, because he showed Jimmy Fallon a a photo of one of it, and I guess Fallon has just gone on an Airstream vacation. Maybe celebrities are finding out that's like a good incognito way of traveling, but then, okay, so the other movie that's opening this week, and I am intrigued, um, Blake Lively and Anna Kendricks are in this movie called A Simple Plan. Mm -hmm. It looks A Simple Favor. No, it's called A Simple, is it called A Simple Favor or A Simple Plan? uh, Oh, I thought it was... It's I, a, I could be wrong. I apologize if I got that wrong. Yeah, is it a it's simple, a simple favor? favor. Okay, because we're like a My simple bad. plan. That's the Cohen. Yeah. That was the Cohen Brothers. Yeah, I got it wrong. Anyway, but the trailer for this movie kind of looks good. And Rotten Tomatoes is giving this one 85%. And Blake Lively, you know, she's picking her own movies, and she's the one who got that movie made. You know, the sh- the the swimming, the shark. Oh, yeah. What was that one? Beach. Stranded. Or, uh, can't remember. Ocean, but it whatever. was so good. It was one word I felt like. Yes, it yeah. was. And it was a good movie. It was Girl Against Shark. <laughs> yeah. And it was really, really good. And I think that she has really taken control of her career. And mm-hmm. she's involved in producing this movie, A Simple Favor. So they are doing, Anna Kendricks was on with Seth Meyers last night, Blake Lively. You know, she's going to New York Fashion Week and sitting down for a pre-taped interview with um, uh, GMA. So here we go. Oh. Here we go. So for me, I'm drawn to filmmakers who inspire me. You know, Paul Fee creates such fun, delicious women. At one point in the film, Blake and Anna's characters get so close, they even share a kiss. Anna said that she experienced the mintiest on-screen kiss in film history. With my husband. No, with you. <laughs> nice. I, 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 she, How she many people do you talk to who have kissed both me and my husband? <laughs> she said with women you want to make sure you've got the mints and the yeah. gum and all that. Yeah, so I know. It it's always confusing when you share a kiss with a co-star and nobody wants to be the story of like, you know, the like, like dragon mouth. The two characters, Emily and Stephanie, and what I really appreciated as a woman, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. I. You're what? Great. Stephanie right? kept saying, "I'm sorry." Your character was like, "Stop it." Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Do you find that we do that as women a lot? Yeah, I find that we apologize for asking for what we want a lot. I find myself like, "I'm so sorry. Thank you so much." You don't have to do that, but women are, you know, seem perceived as being demanding or difficult. So true, isn't so it? So true. So true. And but she- these two look like they have great. Chemistry. Yeah. And Blake Lively is the bad guy. I yeah. Think. And Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians is also in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it looks good. Lori. And there might be another sisterhood of the traveling pants. She just kind of teased it. it. She yes. hinted it. I love those of the interview. All right. Listen, when we come back. Oh boy, it's pop culture jeopardy. Everybody. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.